everybody. You're listening to Uncorrect Get Set Review. And this is our year we'll end. No, leave, no, leave them alone. Start, what are you talking about? <laughs> we, I interrupted you in the beginning by accident. No, no, no. He interrupted you. He said restart a bunch of times. I think you should keep going. You're doing good. You're doing well, kid. You're doing like, well. I, I was doing fine. You, you're the one that should re- not. Stop crying over there. Stop crying. Jesus, it feels good to have the whole gang back together. You are oh, listening Carlozo. to On Your Market Set Review. Stinky Will <laughs> and Tough Guy Andrew. What? I thought you were HR Tough and Stuff. No, Will was HR Tough and Stuff. Okay. Uh, this is an episode in which we talk about our top 10 and movies for the year 2014. pictures. Films, motion Filmography. Pic- I, it's actually the correct term is motion picture cinema films. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but... Uh, I am. He, he's pretty sure. He looked at his face. Steel, I can mm. see. Conviction. Daggers. Uh, so, um, would we perhaps like to get into some honorable mentions? Can we? Just, I think uh, honorable mentions should come later. I think we should do oh, that's movies that we haven't seen yet because we need like a lot of this thing. Yeah, there's a lot on here. Sure. Uh, let's just throw them out one by one. Citizen Four. Let's go like me, you, uh, Will. Is that okay with you? That sounds fine with me. All right, Selma. So I haven't seen Selma either. Citizen Four. Yep, Selma. Yeah, I need to see Citizen Four too. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Force Majeure. I've not seen Force Majeure. I want to see Force Majeure. I haven't seen Frank. I need to see Frank. Some of us have seen. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's on your list. I saw it. Spoiler yes, alert. have not seen Force Majeure as either, or Frank. Leviathan. I really wanted to see that. I need to see that, too. Uh, I really don't... Uh, I have not exposed myself to any of that, so I don't know if I do want to see it or God not. God damn it, Will! Uh, two days, one night. Uh, I need to see that, too. I think my theater's getting that. I'll let you know when we get it. Nice. Yeah, let's see that together. I don't know. It's like a movie you want to see together. It sounds depressing. Oh, it's incredibly depressing. Why can't we see it together? We saw Snecky in New York. I think that's enough depression. No, no, no. That, that's not enough depression. I once took a girl on a date to see L'Enfant from the same guys who did Two Days, One Night. What's, what the Dardenne that? brothers. The infant. L'Enfant. 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 Nothing gets you in the baby-making mood than selling your baby on the French black market. That's a good way to make money. Right? Make money. No way, me, no way, me. <laughs> oh. Stop! Uh, if, if, does anyone else have anything else? Uh, I think there's more, but I can't think of There's a lot more, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah, I'd say Soma is kind of the big one for me. At least yeah, in terms of like Saturday. the award season stuff. Going I mean, on. we all know. I mean, there's two movies I haven't seen that I can already tell you in advance. They're probably not going to be my top 10 or my top 20 or 30. The Invitation Game and Theory Everything. I can <laughs> throw them out in a garbage can. I don't give a fuck. I look so Oscar Beatty. I, I have to say, I'm, I am anticipating uh, slogging through those movies just to, just to get through the interminable uh, whiteness of them. Uh, I think very very everything looks alright, mm. but Imitation Game looks so fucking predictable. In yeah. Some way. Let me tell you something. They're they're both very predictable, having seen both of them. And if this were a hobby store, I would the section I would tell you to find them would be in the paint by number section. Oof. Oof. What else is in the paint by number section? Uh Shit, there was another one. Unbroken is in the paint-by-number section. I just saw that last night, and uh, it's very paint-by-numbers. And at the very end, well, I've seen American Sniper tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, you want to come with me? No. 
See, you if, said that during Whiplash, and how long did it take you to see Whiplash? Whoa, no, no, no. Do not fucking throw Whiplash in with American Sniper. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm throwing Whiplash in the category of, hey, Andrew, let's go see a movie. You say no, and then, like, months later, I need to see Whiplash. No, I didn't want to see it, but then again, I don't want to see American Sniper. Whiplash is a movie I wanted to see. I just didn't have the time to yeah, see You it. still said no when you had the time, but okay, you didn't have to see American Sniper. It's okay. Okay, well, fucking, it looks garbage. It does. No, yeah, I, I'm not excited to see American Sniper. Has Clint Eastwood made a good movie in the last 15 years? Sure. Yes. What? Uh, I don't know, nothing immediately comes to mind, but I would say just based on the sheer uh, activity that something has to be <laughs> kind of good no. in there. No, nothing. I, w- I would vote for Invictus. I actually really liked Invictus. And I'm not a sports movie guy. No. Yes. No. Yes. Uh... I can't even think. There's Changeling, and then there was Invictus, and then he did that shitty. No, no, no. There was Changeling and Gran Torino in the same year. Well, Gran Torino was not. He started it. He started it. He didn't write it and direct it. He directed it. Yeah, he did direct it. Yeah, he directed it. Seriously, he directed that garbage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I'm a Gran Torino. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go fucking talk to a chair, Clint Eastwood. That's all you're good for nowadays. <laughs> it really is. Ugh. Ugh. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Number 10. Uh, Andrew, uh, what is your number 10? Uh, my 10 was mentioned earlier. It was. Uh, it was Frank. Frank. Uh, I don't want to get into too much spoilers because you guys haven't seen it yet, obviously. I am excited to see it. But it's a really good look into what it means to be an artist and how mental illness kind of either takes away from it and uh, what else, what else, what else. And... It's about taking away the mystique from the artist, showing that they're just as damaged as us, and they really should be put on a pedestal if they're just hurt people. Uh, Michael Fassbender's amazing, isn't it? Uh, the last song in the movie is just great. Bitchy trigger finger bridges, I love you all. I have a feeling like you're already giving away too much. It's a song. It's not a spoiler. Interesting. Very Captain Beefhearty, and uh, I forget who else the movie was based on. But it was a great movie, and uh, hey, three thumbs up. Uh, Carlo, your number ten. My number ten, um, Andrew. What movie did we see two days ago? Oh, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice, number ten. Oh, can we? I uh, really want to tell the story we have later after we talk about the movie. Yes, um, I liked it. The end. Okay, well, your turn. <laughs> uh, you know, Carlo, I have to ask. I, I believe you have mentioned uh, being a uh, film studies major in the past. I have. I, I would anticipate. I would have expected you to maybe go a bit deeper into some of your choices. <laughs> True. True. Um, Especially also, considering this is your number ten of the year. This is my number ten of the year. It's that means it's my least favorite of the ten. Mm-hmm. This is almost like pity placement, but I will say, I was excited to see it. And when I saw it, I was perhaps not disappointed, but I was expecting more. Mm-hmm. But I still wasn't disappointed by it. Um, I'm in the same boat. I enjoyed you. it. And I think it's one of those where if you're a fan of the book, you will appreciate the movie even more. But as a movie on its own, you'll just think it's okay. But And here's the, the phrase that's dangerous. It's repeat viewings, where you'll notice more. You'll notice more nuances yeah, in the performance, sure. and perhaps you will enjoy it more. So I can see this becoming more popular as the years go on. But as far as, you know, it's just, you know, I needed a P.T. Anderson movie this year just for me. Uh, I'm glad there was one. 
And Aaron Weiss didn't make my top 10. I like that a lot, but again, it is really repeat viewings required, like the master. But the master, I could feel something more from it when I first saw it. Because there's less in there. Here, there's a lot. I don't know if that's I think what it, it is. I don't think it's because there's less in the master. It feels like there's more to unpack in the master in a way. Well, there's it if like, there's more in inherent vice just in the sheer amount of uh, plot yeah. and plot threads. It feels like characters. there's more thematic mm. weight to the master than sure. there is inherent vice. Absolutely agree. Yes. Uh, I liked inherent vice a lot, but I got really lost in the middle. Uh, I just found a spot where I wasn't really enjoying it. And then it kind of pulled itself out, and I got really into it near the end. I, I agree with you with getting really into it at the end, but I think part of getting lost is that with a, a specific scene at the end, you're in Joaquin Phoenix's point of view, so you're just as lost in a drug haze as he is. So maybe you're meant to get lost. I, it is, and I think that's why repeat viewings are definitely required. Oh, absolutely. And but I will say Johnny Greenwood scored again with, with a very good score, and I bought the soundtrack before I'd even see the movie, so I already knew what, what the musical cues were going to be in the movie, and I really enjoyed it. I don't like that. I was listening to it after. I don't like spoiling myself in the movie. Well, I didn't spoil it for it, but I, I enjoy the music. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, Would we give this movie as much uh, providence? Probably not. If it wasn't by PTA? Probably not. That's what I'm thinking about. But I did think it was shot beautifully and the colors were very vibrant and vivid. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It also doesn't seem like a PTA Anderson movie in a good way. Mm -mm. Um, But then again, as far as what you were saying, it was... Think of like if Punch Drunk Love is his version of a romantic comedy... Then this perfect. This, it makes sense that this is his version of a Zucker Brothers movie, as far as like drawing influences on it. I really didn't see the Zucker Brothers influence that much. In yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. I remember he was kind of, kind of dropping that, um, in you know interviews leading up to the release of the movie, and that was not super obvious to me. No. Yeah, I, when I saw it, he kept saying there was so much going on every frame. I'm like. Not really. Well, that's one of those things where maybe it's like if you know stuff in the book and then you pay attention to what's in the frame. Then it'll make more sense. There's the part where the guy's uh, pinning his finger in his nose out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the feds got their fingers up their noses. They don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I guess this is the time to uh, drop in that my ten, number 10 was also Inherent Vice. Wow. I would have to well, say... Well, you should have chimed in sooner. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I would say this is... It's funny because you, you say that there's not quite as much to it as there is to the master and I I, I felt watching this movie like there it was almost more impenetrable than the master at least yeah. there was sort of like some kind of uh, tactile uh, themes uh, to the characters in the master and this movie was more you know it, looser I guess it, it's it's weird to think of like so like if Paul Thomas Anderson makes a comedy this is what it looks like which is you know a, a, it's kind of a weird movie with that with kind of rhythms and, and mannerisms that are kind of unlike what we're kind of accustomed to it's not a comedy that made me like laugh really hard but it did make me laugh i think we laughed oh, yeah. really hard when josh brolin was beating on joaquin phoenix's slow motion yes that was yeah. hilarious that was yeah. funny the only one was laughing at peters by the way we'll get into that oh Actually, god yeah. yeah uh I but, but you're right I, I didn't laugh a lot but i did chuckle because I, I keep my laughter on the inside so I don't miss anything or any extra joke, but I'm okay with just, like, chuckling. That's I still found it a very, very funny movie. But what you said about the movie being more impenetrable, I really felt that. It felt aggressively trying to keep you out, in a way. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was letting you in. Like, right in the first scene, like, 
Who are these people? What is their relationship? What's going on? And like it deliberately feels like it's just knocking you over the head. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's good. <laughs> yes. I did too. Good it's definitely well. a movie worth seeing, experiencing. It's not a movie I would say where it's not hard to enjoy. It's just uh, something that really makes you work for it in a way. Sure. Uh, Goddamn kids! <laughs> I would okay. like to point out that uh, uh, one thing that uh, was really pulling me apart watching the movie, um, the fact that uh, Catherine Waterston is both attractive and highly resembles her father, Sam Waterston of Law & Order. She I don't really know does. how to reconcile those two things in my head. Well, well, you better because um, you've now seen her bush. That's uh, something that's happened. Yes. Also, a really weird scene in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I had no idea quite so weird, but the, I had no idea what was going on that scene at all. Oh, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Let's get to the story, though, because you said it before of Goddamn Kids. Goddamn Kids! We sit next to the theater, and the theater's pretty much practically empty, except for, like, three other, four other people. Four other couples. And one of which was next to us. Yes. Would you say they were of the elderly persuasion? They were definitely over the age of 70, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, right off the bat, this lady's in her purse, just knocking around for no reason. start to get a little uneasy around the 20 minute 30 minute mark and they begin raising concerns over the movie's quality <laughs> do you have any uh quotes you remember from them um only the ones you pointed out like how much longer is there left in the movie yeah, the movie's long it's you can't ask me that every 10 minutes it's great <laughs> it, it kind of added to the experience of the movie in a way it really did because in my neck of the woods, that's the mark of greatness. If did, the old people hate it, it's good. Did these people stick out through, uh, stick with it? They stuck out for the I'll, whole movie. I'll give them credit. They were there till the end. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. Let's get to that part. <laughs> it's, look, they kept getting more and more restless, and this old man becoming more and more aggressive with the movie. It's fantastic. He's like, what, what the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn, are you kidding me? This movie's not fucking over yet? There's goddamn kids these days. <laughs> that we just kept this voice for him where he's like these fucking goddamn kids and these goddamn drugs are fighting the fucking Vietnam War and come for this shit direct quote oh, <laughs> not direct not exactly slightly taken for a comedic effect uh, but as soon as the movie over he goes thank god it gets right up <laughs> <laughs> it he got his hilarious. money's worth he did get his money's worth uh, his wife did not enjoy it either but she was not as vocal for displeasure <laughs> It was really fun. I normally would probably get very annoyed with it. <laughs> but it took, uh, right after the movie ended, we said very loud to her and like, wow, that was a great movie, Carlo. That didn't feel long at all. I mean, Into the Woods felt like four hours. This was a breezy 45 minutes. I gotta say, Carlo, number one in the movie, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so good. <laughs> and then we left. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. And then we called them douchebags and ran away. <laughs> no. No, but we should have. We ran away. Though, we sure. ran away, though. I don't know why. Uh, I really wish I could hear his reaction like, just goddamn kids fucking watching these fucking drug movies. Drug movies. Oh, the marriage of Lana. <laughs> oh, it was uh, a great viewing experience, though. Yeah. Uh, so that was Inherent Vice. Andrew, your number nine, please. 
Uh, my number nine is a movie I don't think either of you guys have seen yet, but you'll want to see. Uh, I saw Coherence. I, it's been on my to-watch list, and I know I need to watch it. I really liked this movie more than I thought it was. Uh, basically, there's a dinner party, and shenanigans go down. It's as much as I want to say about it. It's really, really well-crafted movie for, I think, made under $100,000. I have no idea. I'll it's take your word for it. Yeah. But I know it's super independent. It's really impressive the way the movie is done. It's... I, even so it's shenanigans, like, so they just, you know, busted out the apples to apples or a cranium. <laughs> it's really hard to say why it's good about giving it away. And it's a movie you really don't want to give away anything. And Like, I'd recommend don't even watching a trailer, don't even bother looking at reviews. It's just a really great movie. Very effective and very smart. That's all I say on this. It is really definitely good. on my list. My uh, list. Carlo? My list. My wife. Number nine. Number nine, I will say I did have to go a bit mainstream here, so I apologize, but um, I just really had a good time at the movies with this one. I just... A rip-roaring time. A rip-roaring time. I loved it. I will say, at times it got a bit dusty in the theater and I had to (laughs) sniff my tears back, but I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I had that on my list too. I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know what else I can say. It's you know I can I can pick apart a movie, but to praise it, I just I like the soundtrack. It's very well put together, and um, if anything, it'll get people who want to close the James Gunn filmography. That'll get them to watch Super. So yay, yay for that. Yeah, we saw theaters together. We did. It was wonderful. We saw someone who did not like it at all. No, we tortured that poor guy. (laughs) Probably because he was an uber Christian uh, theater geek. Which I did not know he was uber Christian at all when I made him see that. Jesus, man. But uh, I liked it. I would say, as far as the Marvel movies go, uh, it's pretty much the kind of perfect, uh, perfect Marvel movie. Absolutely, it's on my list for me. Tops, for me. best Marvel movie. Top three. Tops. Tops. Yeah. Tops. 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 Of the... Tops. Is that the top? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also like to give a shout out to Captain America: Winter Soldier, which was really good, but didn't make my list because it didn't deserve it. Well, no, it's still a great movie, but it's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy was. Robert Redford was basically like a stone wall. They could have gotten a stone wall to play his part. He was great in it. He had a lot of personality. As in, do you mean like he had no personality and he didn't act? No, he had a lot of personality. Shut the fuck up. No, he didn't don't, act at all. He was, was terrible. America, he was terrible. That movie was terrible. He was terrible. That's all. <laughs> all right, see, this is what happens. Uh, William, what's your... No, wait, hang on. I'll get into it. <laughs> Uh, my number nine is a little movie called Godzilla. Godzilla! Really? Uh, God- Godzilla. How dare you? How dare you see Godzilla? I really like Godzilla. Will? Yes. Uh, I-, I very much enjoyed Godzilla. I liked, um, I know there's a lot of criticism about the movie's human characters. Um, not, uh, maybe entirely Godzilla, undeserved, but. When you view the film in the context of uh, sort of the kind of engulfing uh, power of, of nature and the, the uh, diminishment of, of human, um, you know, capabilities, uh, I, I feel like that kind of plays into it. Uh, Andrew, please. I'm trying to have <laughs> Andrew, <conversation>. seriously. <laughs> uh, that, that, I don't know, it works on a kind of uh, overall kind of 
uh, metal meta level for me. Uh, I very much enjoy the way that the scale of the monsters was communicated and and how they were. There was a lot of kind of teasing uh, throughout the movie. I thought there was uh, very well uh, gauged, um, and I uh... <laughs> there is some. Uh... Oddly uh, I, I, I very much enjoyed the climax of the film. Uh, it, this was a very artfully directed uh, blockbuster movie. Um, I would say very uh, beautifully uh, shot. Um, Are you for some counterpoints now? Can I jump in here? Uh, and uh, had a great uh, ending sequence. Uh, this really cool part oh. where they jump uh, into this uh, the destruction of uh, San Francisco. And <laughs> great. Great. An artfully Andrew, made uh, monster blockbuster uh, film. Andrew, shut up. Well, I completely agree with you. Good pick. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I wish I could have seen it with you. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to see it in theaters. I wanted to. I saw it on home video. Not likely the way he intended the movie to be seen. Perhaps not. <laughs> you, 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 you don't know that? You don't know that. Not... You don't know that. Okay, who cares. Uh, but... I was I knew what I was getting into before. I was getting excited, like, okay. It's not about the human characters. It's about the monsters. I can get it. Teasing, I get it. Let's do it. I still couldn't get into it. I, the choices they make in the movie just perplex me, left and right. First of all, you kill off your most interesting human character, Brian Cranston, within 20, 30 minutes into the movie, which was boggling to me. I don't understand it. Because they were left with human... Uh, Towel, uh, Brian, Aaron, Taylor, Quicksilver, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, he was. He cast himself. They could have gotten a mannequin to play that role. It would have been the same emotional depth. They could have brought back uh, Josh Harnett from the grave. Uh, yeah, not really the actor's fault. Uh, he is a, kind of a cipher, really. So what you're saying is they cast someone with the personality of a mannequin. They should expect... Acting Basically, with the personality of a mannequin. They casted Sam Warrington. That's what they did. <laughs> it's just... Uh. I will say, though, my, my one big complaint was Ken Watanabe, someone who I really like and love in movies, played really flat two-dimensional. Um, he gets he's about my only complaint, but he gets a really I gave the movie a pass because I, I, I agree with you. It had a wonderful ending sequence. He gets a really weird part where he just gets like super into a monster fight and he has like a rock hard boner. He's like, <laughs> I gotta see this. Fights. Are you telling me you don't get rock hard boners when you see monster fights? No, fight? I love it. Kid Watanabe had the right idea. He's like, what the fight? Fuck you. Oh yeah. my god, no. Stop. Put that thing away. Uh, Put it away. Here comes my last samurai. Oh my god. Uh, so, uh, my number nine is Godzilla. Andrew, uh, what is your number eight? Uh, my number eight was a little divisive movie I like to call Interstellar. Uh, I don't know. I think Will did not enjoy this movie. Carlo, did, did you hear, uh, did I hear your thoughts about Interstellar yet? Uh, no, but you will. Oh, exciting. Ooh, ooh. I, so I will hold out to later. Yeah, I, I thought it was a very ambitious brilliant film there are parts in the movie that don't work quite as well namely the love monologue which I don't hate but doesn't really work in the movie that well uh, Matt Damon's character I think is probably the most divisive part of the movie aside from love being the element of everything that connects everything but I thought it was a great idea for no one to try to create uh, connect the spiritual world and the scientific world together 
Uh, it might not work for some people, but it really worked for me. I was in tears most of the movie. When uh, that's because you're a girl. Excuse me, shut up. I'm talking. Uh, when uh, Matthew McConaughey is looking at his son grow up in the Message from Home videos, tears down my face. Beautiful. Oh, incredibly beautiful. And Hans Zimmer's score is fantastic. So good. I would go as far as to say it's his best score yet. I would not, but it is good. It Corn is good. Chase quality. is an amazing piece. I've listened to the score about 15 times now. No time for caution. Uh, the docking sequence is one of the most amazing uses of music, film, score. I oh, just love that movie. A little too much, but I somewhat agree. Uh, it was definitely worth seeing in IMAX. Absolutely agree. I wish I could have seen uh, Gravity in IMAX as well. Because I think that would probably be the same experience I got with Interstellar. You should have, you douche. Okay, then that's his commentary. <laughs> uh, but say things short, I just really liked Interstellar. I thought it was great. Uh, I did too. It's a bit higher on my list. Oh, yeah, I, up I, your ass, Will. I, uh, I, I'm not up your ass, but... Um, <laughs> I respect your opinion, however wrong it may be. <laughs> I uh, will just share my thoughts here and let them yeah, lie. I, uh, I, I did Interstellar is not on my list. I did not really get into it. I don't think it's a bad movie. Um, I I'm interested uh, the whole sentimental aspect of it and the power of uh, love transcending uh, science and and what have you. I, I You're thought a monster. I don't think it's about transcending it though. I think it's about the idea of merge <laughs> together. Um. Well, I mean, you know, whatever they are, I, I, it's it's it was funny to me to think that these were themes that uh, Steven Spielberg who was originally uh, going to direct a movie. I thought might have handled better, but these were actually themes that uh, Christopher Nolan injected into the movie on his own. And I think it's funny because I I feel like his just sort of approach didn't really uh, communicate it uh, to me. He can do the the whole science uh, part of it, but I don't know how he how he does with kind of emotion. I thought he did better with the kind of emotional beats in um, Inception. Memento. Um, there were some some parts of this movie that, that did work for me. That that part we were talking about where he's uh, watching videos of his, uh, you know, communication with his children on Earth, I thought that worked really well. And actually, my favorite part of the movie is an edit uh, which kind of seamlessly kind of branches these two kind of uh, relative timelines where he, he moves to turn off the uh, screen and it transitions into his daughter turning off the uh, recording. I thought that was a very impressive edit, but it's funny that that's like the one thing that really sticks with me in this kind of uh, big space epic. Um, well, no more so than the jump cut in 2001 yeah. that everyone loves to talk about. Sure. And yeah, I do, I do agree with you. That was a wonderful edit and a wonderful transition. To spending time with, part, the, with the hottie daughter on Earth. I was thinking about editing. I had a really weird part where uh, they went to a black hole, or I forget where it was in the movie, but it's intercut with the, the daughter looking through uh, Earth and uh, her trying to check the evil step. What's the fuck? The, the fuck are you talking about? Uh, she's with uh, Venom himself. Uh... I will say a wonderful thing I saw online was one of the many problems with Interstellar. Like someone made a list of like 21 things wrong with Interstellar. And like number 19 was, why is Topher Grace in this movie? Nothing against Topher Grace, but the fact that you put him in such a small menial role is going to make me to stop, get out of the movie and say, hey, that's Topher Grace. 
Why is he in this movie? Uh, I'd like to point out that the kind of structure of this movie and Inception are very kind of similar. I mean... They both have Topher Grace. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the last act of both movies involve a lot of cross-cutting between, um, you know, parallel events. And I feel like there was way overdone in this movie. Uh, they were kind of trying to squeeze really so much all. tension out of what was going out on on Earth. And I, I don't know. Yeah. What I think inter- uh, Inception really works is everyone's going working to their same goal. Yeah. It's not where it's so disparate that it doesn't really work. Was the docking sequence intercut with uh, the uh, sequences? Is that what I'm I don't I believe so, no. It feels Oh, it must have been... Oh, now I know. When he's fighting with Matt Damon, it's intercut with Earth. Yeah. And that doesn't work, because it takes me really out of it. Those are the best odds I've had all year. <laughs> Matt Damon's hilarious in this movie. Matt Damon. Uh, Unexpected, though, but, but quite good. Great movie. <laughs> Great. Also, a shout out to Tars. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the great robots. robot. Uh, I, they were very kind of unique in their their kind of assembly, and I really like really the part where they're on the water planet and mm. it kind of uh, yeah. turns into a wheel. Oh, <laughs> that was God, so pretty cool. awesome. Uh, right, can we fucking move on? Uh, so sure. We all love Interstellar. <laughs> all three of us. I am hoping that it on a rewatch that I I, I enjoy it better because that's what happened with Inception, but. I love Inception. Uh, Carlo, yes, your number too. eight. My number eight is um. <laughs> what? I was not expecting the sound effect. No, you weren't. Well, it happened. Um, my number eight is um, and you might chide me for this is the fault in our stars. Oh, wow. you mean the fart in our cars? The fart in our cars. Actually, I'm sorry, my mistake. My number eight is actually the cool adult version of the fault in our stars. Can any of you guess what it is? Uh, I feel like I know this somewhere in my head. You do. Oh, I, I have to give him a shout out because it also had a very good soundtrack. The porno? No, not the porno. Um, technically, in this one, though, they're already dead. My number eight is probably a forgotten film, but only, Lover- late, only Lovers Left Alive. You're uh, right, Andrew. The Jim Jarmusch film of this year. I like that. I liked it a lot as well. I have not seen. Get out. (laughs) Carlo, tell us why you liked it. Well, I liked it because it was good. Um, The end. Give us some more. Give us some more. What do you want me to say? It's a good Jarmusch film. It dealt with a lot of themes I um, enjoyed from him. And it had a very good soundtrack for being a movie about two rockers. I thought it was a, a wonderful romance. And you also have awesome John Hurt with his awesome, stringy, disgusting goatee. John Hurt was great in the movie. John Hurt was so good in that movie. Very moving scene. Anton Yelchin like, is usually annoying to me. I really liked him in here. And Vasikowska was also very good. Very, very, and also, I didn't hate Tom Hiddleston as much as I do. Granted, he's a good actor. This one, I really liked him. I thought he fit the role quite perfectly. He was very good in it. He was very good in it. This, I thought this was a very good, just a good love story, period. This is a good honorable mention for me. Yes. This is what people should have been freaking out about when they were freaking out about Fault in Our Stars. Have you seen The Fault in Our Stars? Um, yeah, I have. Don't you remember? I told you I laughed when they were making out in the Anne Frank house because I thought it was grossly offensive. <laughs> Like, they started making out, and the people in the Anne Frank house started clapping, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I was escorted out of the theater. Also, because I pulled my penis out, but that's beside the point. Well, you. I also got brought up on truancy charges and exposing myself to minors. 
Truancy. I was during the day. I was skipping school. <laughs> I have a fake ID that says I'm actually younger than I am. That's how I get kicked out of. <laughs> There's so many explanations here. Yes, there are. Trying to focus. I like the only one was left alive. I didn't love it. The ending in it didn't really get, uh, get me that much. I just uh, couldn't get into it. It left me kind of flat near the end. It, I'll give you that. The John last John Hurt scene was great, and then after that, I'm kind of just kind of driftless. I'm like, oh, still going on, huh? And I get really bothered when movies don't know how to end, and they kind of just keep going on. They don't. It's, it's I don't think like, that was the problem here because I, I know Jim Jarmusch has a plan for all of his, but I will say, while a lot of his movies test my patience, this one did not test it at all. What was that? Movie? Limits of control, though. Oh dear God. That's what I was thinking about. Ooh, baby. Uh, oh baby, yeah, that got, that felt about as long as Into the Woods. <laughs> I never got bored during this at all. No, no, I not, never, not I at very all. Much enjoyed it. And I'm so glad I watched it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should watch it. Well, you should watch it. What's I, your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Snowpiercer film. Yeah. By... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what the sound effect is for, by the way. Nope. Doesn't matter. Uh, we 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 covered Snowpiercer on this uh, very show. Uh, it's a. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bong Joon Ho, and I thought this was a great uh, English language uh, debut uh, for him. It's pronounced debut. In, in debut. Debut. <laughs> uh, it's just a really uh, well realized movie. I I was worried that you know maybe it was a lot to chew off, but uh, no, it's a it's a, a great uh, looking movie, and it has a great concept. And that could be pretty ridiculous, but it's it's pulled off uh, really well. Um, pretty heavily indebted to Terry Gilliam, but uh, in, in a good way. It teaches you a lot about the best meat to eat, like the best human meat. Did you guys know babies taste the best? I, what are you talking about? What, babies, I, I, they taste the best. What are you talking about? I've, I've been eating teenagers this whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, a, a good... Uh, movie. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much on it because we already covered it, but I really liked it too. It's definitely an honorable for me. Oh, I, I really liked it as well, and uh, I would say it's an honorable mention. Uh, Get more money for the graphics, you might have gotten on the list, but it was very good. That was not the problem with the poofy at all. That was. <laughs> I don't even was a problem with the movie. I just liked it a lot. Yeah. It's a very a vividly imagined uh, movie, and I thought the uh, effects and set design all worked very well together. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Um, Andrew, what is your number seven? Seven. It's a little movie starring a little known movie star called Boyd Man. Have you have you all seen Boyd Man? Are you sure it's not pronounced Bitterman? Is is that oh, about Woody Boyd Boyd-Man. from Cheers? That was a reach. Dope reference, bro. Uh, I saw Birdman, starring Michael Keaton. Did anyone see? I'm just gonna let that one sit there. Uh, did anyone else see Birdman? Uh, I did. I saw Birdman. Uh, I will say Birdman is also my number seven. Ooh, oh wow! Oh, oh boy! Oh baby! Uh, Carl, is it higher in your list? It is higher in my list uh, well, because I'm we- a fan of Meta. Should we get into it now for everyone instead of waiting? Uh, uh, uh sure. Well, I really like Birdman, as you can tell. Uh, 
what really got me into the movie is the one take. It really does pitch you into that situation. Oh, absolutely. And you really can't tell the edits there are at all. I was really impressed by that. Uh, I, I would counter that by saying you can kind of tell where the edits are. Only occasionally. Like, there's obviously the one where they have the camera point at the sky to the building. Well, that could just be time lapse that they let the camera run all night and they just get the actors ready for the next day. Yeah, that's right. uh, <laughs> I'm not sure they'd leave Christ. the camera running uh, for that long. I feel like maybe it'd be a bit easier to accomplish in, in uh, the digital realm. So says you, but I know for a fact when he's like walking through the door at the bar, it, it's just all black. Clearly, that's a cut right there. When he's walking out of the, um, by far the most beautiful set in the film is the um, the Chili Pepper Christmas Light Bar. When he actually like takes a swig and he's coming out, there's you can tell there's a cut right there. Or when he's walking down the hallway at the end and the guy passes in front of him, that's a cut right there for sure. Because he seems his size on the screen is slight, slightly smaller. I don't know. I've gotten good at like point like spotting cuts and like visual sure. effects and stuff. Well, is it movies have spoiled me. Well, is it because you're paying attention to them or no, no, no? I'm just I'm engrossed in the film. I really like this movie. I just couldn't help but notice that. Uh, I didn't really uh, pick up on them uh, too much. I'm sure if I like was looking for them, I would have you know been able to pick them out. Uh, I, I think it, it's it was very interesting to see how cinematic and how good something can look without you know using the the montage you know without um having to edit you know from shot to shot absolutely agreed and uh, um can we talk about the score and how awesome it is yeah the score is fantastic so good i think i think i just want drum solos played for my whole life it really makes gives the film real energy to it too oh absolutely yeah there's so much there's a rhythm to each scene which is really neat (laughs) <laughs> the end. <laughs> Michael Keaton's great in it. Oh, Michael Keaton is great in it. Uh, Edward Norton is also fantastic in the movie. So uh, very good. So is his erection. I saw this movie in theaters, and uh, Zach Galifianakis says a line in it. It's absolutely hilarious. Where he goes, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I'm the only, one who, the only idiot in the theater, in the sold-out theater, who laughed that loud. <laughs> Wait, who? Martin Scorsese? <laughs> And I don't know if I felt embarrassed or proud that I found that hilarious. How about both? Yeah. And it's such a... Uh, I mean, I haven't seen too many uh, Inurito movies, but just from what I have seen, it's so crazily different from, from yeah, all the others. Yeah, thank God, I'd say. Which are, yeah, seemingly very serious and uh, yeah. ponderous. Nice. Yes. Change the pace from Babel, which could babble for my asshole. Babel. I remember I played hooky from school to see that because I was depressed. Did it work for making you more depressed? Um, yes. Worked perfectly. I saw it at night while I should have been in class. And I liked it. It's about how we really don't understand each other, man. I think I just got it. <laughs> wow. Uh, one problem I did have in the movie, though, is it is trying to say a lot of things. But it's never clear what they really want to say. It's very muddled. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Especially the ending of the movie, which I think it should have ended five minutes before this whole last five minutes. Yeah, I don't really understand the ending either. Because it makes a point. Five minutes in, you're like, okay, this is what the movie's about. Got it. We're good. Cut, print, lock up theater, grab my coat, time to go pee, go get my car, go home. Then it's like, oh, nope, you got five more minutes, buddy. Stay in that seat. It's like, Get back in your car, drive back to the theater, 
Get back in that. <laughs> watch the last five minutes. Watch the last five minutes, man. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, what did you think of the ending, Carla? Because you seem to like it the best out of most of us. Oh, absolutely. Um, Just the last five minutes specifically. You know what I'm talking about. Well, spoiler, by the way, for anyone who's listening. Spoiler I'm going to try to make this as unspoilery as possible. No, 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 you can find me. My best guess would be that at the end, while clearly whatever happens isn't actually real, the only thing I can think of is that his daughter has finally thinks of him what he has always thought of himself and how he has somehow climbed up the list of either respect or admiration in her book that he always wanted to. So he sort of won the approval of his daughter at the end to where in the end she's looking up to him. That feels she's like looking up to him. a step down from the movie though if you look at it that way where he basically sacrificed everything. His love, his family, four of us and she finally appreciates being left alone because he made an amazing work of art. True. That's a problem for me. Because you look at it that way, then it really feels. But like why is that a problem for him? For you? Because that's kind of a shitty thing to, for her to finally understand. To think like, oh, he made his work of art. It really makes up for being uh, left alone all this time, not paying attention to. Not makes up for it, but as far as a guy who's willing to give up everything to create something of what he believes in, that's like beautiful. I mean, I don't know. I can always relate to that. But, I mean, she's got her own issues, granted. I don't know if she deserves that Best Supporting nomination. I can tell you it was probably given to her just because of her beautiful eyes. Um, okay. Let's face it. She's got dope eyes. They're bro. nice. They're very nice. Very nice. Very nice. That's the only thing I can think of, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. And now that it's been re-released in theaters, I will be seeing it again. It's still been in Cinemark for a while now. Yeah. I uh, I sat up very close to the screen when I saw this in theaters. I'm very glad I did. Good for you. You were right there, though. Uh, and uh, Carlo, what is your number seven? My number seven is uh, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, girl. That's the movie title. I thought it was just Gone Girl. Hmm? I thought it was just called Gone Girl. Gone Girl? Yeah, it is called Gone Girl. Oh, okay, you said it, you said it wrong though. No, I didn't. I said the tagline followed by the title. Well, you could just say the title if you want. I don't know. David Fincher, all of his movies are awesome. I really like this one. It had the look of his most of his recent it's films. It's got the look. It's, it's got, got the look. And it had a wonderful score. And the thing that clinched it was the very, the, the end death scene, which if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. And I thought it was edited well, scored well. So much blood. Yeah. So much blood. Dear Lord, was she on her period? I have no idea. I can't even tell anymore. Okay. <laughs> So much blood. I just, what can I say? I really liked it. I thought from the beginning it was engrossing. Um, Tyler Perry was not annoying. Ben Batfleck was actually, like, not insisting for once and very good. Uh, well, I really liked it too. It's also my honorable mentions. Hmm. I saw this movie in the full theater, and it's an experience I will never forget because it really enhanced the movie for me. Uh, like Inherent Vice, you would say? Uh, no, this is, like, opposite. It's, like, actual fun, like, positive. Interesting. Like, if it was a, if I just saw a hair bites by myself, it would be a negative, but I saw it with you, so it was like a positive. It's funny. Okay. But, uh, Grand Girl, everyone was just reacting to everything that was happening. It was hilarious. Like, when she goes to Neil Patrick Harris's house for the first time, and you realize what's going on, like, very quickly, like, oh shit, she's trapped there. And everyone just started laughing a little bit, like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, and there's also the end part where, 
the cop goes, just be glad your wife's home safe. Everyone's like, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say I enjoyed the discussion that it brings around where it's like, um, oh, so if, if a woman does this, she's a crazy psychopath. But if the male protagonist would do this, he's an antihero. And so, oh, you know, at the end, my mom's like, man, she's a psychopath. And I'm like, no, she's just a strong black independent woman who don't need no man. She's white. And that's, that's beside the point. So I so I enjoy this discussion. I'd say Rosamund Pike has a good shot of getting it. She deserves it. She was oh, she absolutely it. deserves it. She was very good. Ben Affleck it also plays a, kind of a shitty person in it too. Oh, absolutely. Where he, yeah, he did a smooch off her. And what's well, wrong with that? No, no, what's wrong with that, ladies? There's also the part where he's under investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, his secret girlfriend comes to the house. He's like, he didn't go, oh, you know, maybe go away. I'm in a lot of trouble here. No, let me soothe away that pain with my vagina. And it's like, oh, yeah, this seems like a good idea. I'll fuck you in my sister's house. And <laughs> no way she's going to hear. Which yeah. one of us haven't done that, honestly? Oof. Is, we all arch our brows. I'm like, just like an asshole. Like, fuck you. <laughs> but I like that, though. What do you mean you like that? I like... Unlikable protagonists. Well, the point is that they're both kind of terrible people, and they kind of deserve each other in the end. Ding! I love it. Great uh, uh, movie. <laughs> Andrew, what is your number six? Wait, what about oh, yeah, your bird, man? Uh, my six is Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo! I'm to say what I thought of it really quickly. Uh, I loved it. I uh, really fun, really smart entertainment. I saw it twice in theaters. Loved it both times. Uh, just fun movie. Uh, popcorn movie done right. The end. Carlo, what's your number six? My number six, I believe we've already talked about it, and that's a little movie that takes in space, takes place in space. It's oh, called Interstellar. Instella? In Stella? Yeah. In Stella. Inherent Stellar. Inherent Stellar. Inherent Stellar. And uh, I think we've said all we need to say about that. I just yeah, really sucks. enjoyed it. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. <laughs> Good guy. Get that, Will. Ever since your all water hair wash, you become an asshole. Every time I call you, you're rude. These minerals are going to my brain. <laughs> Stop fucking washing yourself in a creek. There's radiation in there. There's radiation. Uh, uh, my number six is Gone Girl. It's uh, a good... Yay, you finally got one right, asshole. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Um, I, I, would, I would disagree that all of David Fincher's movies are awesome. He is still... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, let's stop that right now, and you tell me which one isn't. Well, first of all, I'm not here you make the comment all David Fincher movies are awesome, because I also take umbrage with that. <sighs> oh, do you take umbrage with I that? I take umbrage with that. Uh, all David Fincher movies are awesome. You know the Dragon Eye Tattoo? Bring up your contention. That movie was awesome. It's all right. You're wrong. Uh, Next. Benjamin Button. That movie was awesome. Slightly you're, bad. You're wrong. It's all right. I agree in both of those. Alien 3. Flawed, but all right. Which, which one? Alien 3. I haven't seen that Alien one. Three. Well, no one really counts that one, do they? Uh, yeah, they do. All right. I just did, just to shut up. Sorry, any movie with Charles Dance is awesome. Uh, awesome by default. Panic Room. All right. I like Panic Room, but Panic Room is just a popcorn movie. Even he admitted that. Oh, look, so you admit well, all of them are awesome. Yeah, all of them are awesome. I love Panic Room. Uh, I did. 
he he is still uh, uh one of my very favorite directors uh working directors uh thought even even after you just trashed him verbally on said this podcast well <laughs> wait till he hears this a dra- girl with the dragon tattoo uh i'm not crazy about um the the, the adaptation uh that he was, uh, or the story that he was ad- adapting, so it's not yeah. really his fault. A, a, a well um, a, a accomplished movie. movie but... is top notch. It's just that the story is fucking garbage to begin with. Yeah. Now, why do you say that? Um, it's awful. And first of all, it's pop uh, trash, so there's no it's pop trash. Interesting. Like, God and Girl is basically the exact opposite of it, where it knows it's trash, but it plays around with the idea of it, and it comments out in a brilliant way. Uh, Girl Dragon Tattoo is trash. That's very confusing what it wants to be. Like, it thinks it's smart, but it's not smart. It just seems to be... It seemed a little uh, exploitative to me, almost. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just not... I don't, I don't know. And uh, Benjamin Button, um, uh, maybe a bit too ambitious for its own good. Some also really excellent parts cloying. in it, but... Cloying. Yeah. Well, is it okay if I fly to Portland and stay with you, and then on the very last day when you drive me to the airport, because you're such a gracious host, I slap you and then leave? Is that is that okay? Can I do that? Uh, Can I do that? Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, done deal. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, but uh, Gone Girl, I thought, uh, uh, primo David Fincher. Uh, very David. very entertaining. Uh, uh, very well shot and, and uh, an interesting, oh, well-paced story, you know, Uh yeah, very well. Two hours and thirty minutes it doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, absolutely not. It's yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Number five. Uh, are we gonna blow through all ten? Yeah, we're pretty much. We're only like fifty. We got it. Really, I gotta leave in like fifteen minutes. No, you don't have to leave in fifteen. Minutes. I actually do have to leave in fifteen minutes. What are you doing? I told you I'm going to see big eyes. My mom is like big ass. Big ass. <laughs> big ass. Big ass. Uh, number five. Boyhood. Was this on anyone else's list? It was. Not mine. Will? I haven't seen it. Wow. Wow, Will. Look at this guy right here. Oh this my guy. God. This guy. What are you doing? Instead hey. of watching movies, you're jerking it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was great. I did uh, too. It's not my favorite link later. I would put most uh, two of the before movies ahead of it. Maybe Scanner Darkly too. I thought it was great. The only thing that took away from me was the drunk stepfather storyline, which felt like it came out of a whole different movie. They're disappointed by that part. No, I was okay with that. If anything, I, maybe the length I had an issue with, they could have sped it up at, in parts, in parts, but I did really enjoy it a lot. And I think it's just wonderful that, you know, these things that we haven't seen before are being done and are coming out. And I, I enjoyed that. It was a great movie. I just really liked it. And uh, I love Linklater and hope he continues to do more experimental movies like this. Yes, please. It's weird how a really complete story kind of came apart uh, just on its own, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's basically a movie done by improv in a way. Yes. Which is really impressive. Yes. So even more kudos for making a very complete story with very little to work with, almost. Yes. Carlo, number five. Uh, my number five. Sadly, I feel like this one has been forgotten, and I feel the need to bring it about to remember it, but I really enjoyed it. I was a big fan of Animal Kingdom, and I really enjoyed 2014's The Rover, which was very moody, very good, beautifully shot, great story. I 
don't think Guy Pierce or Robert Pattinson, as I believe it's pronounced, have been better. Pattinson? Pattinson. That's actually how it's pronounced. We've all been saying it wrong this time. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I don't know if he was supposed to play retarded or southerner, but whatever he did, he did it right. Or both. Well, I love him in Cosmopolis. I don't think he's a bad actor. Oh, no, no. He was great in Cosmopolis. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but I thought The Rover was just a simple story of revenge in the basically the boring version of the Mad Max world. But <laughs> that's basically what it is. Post-apocalyptic Australia. I think most post-apocalyptic movies can fit in the boring Mad Max world. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me tell you. The Road. That's the boring Mad Max story. Ugh. Ugh. I love the book, but... The movie, I just didn't want to... No, I, I enjoyed the, the movie. I know you like the book. But I really enjoyed The Rover. And at the end, I immediately wanted to watch it again, and it stewed with me for a time. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. The end. Uh, my number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the best Marvel movie. Very entertaining. Super good. Moving on. Moving on. Andrew, what is your number four? My number four was Blue Ruin. Ooh, oh my god, I just saw this the other day. I really liked it! Oh yeah, I loved it. Would you mind if I... Can I, can I quote you a line? Yeah. That's why we're going to Pittsburgh, you dumb bitch! <laughs> oh my god. And that's so great when he comes around the corner and just blows that guy's brains out. Oh. oh. So good. A, a beautiful story about revenge on the cycle of violence. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad movies like this exist. And it, it was very beautiful. It is so a really beautiful revenge movie. It's hard to say it like that because it sounds like it can't be, but it feels like that. Oh, it can be. It's just how it's shot and how much character... Like, the character himself, he is a character of revenge, but he's also kind of sweet. Uh, the fuck are you doing, bro? Nothing. We're winking at... We're winking at each other. The fuck you care? Continue talking. This is your number four. He's a very sweet guy, but... It's just impossible for him to get over what happened to his parents, and he needs revenge. Uh, stop touching me. <laughs> Are you trying to concentrate? Yeah. Stop. 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 Uh, 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 yo, you ruined it. I can't even get it. <laughs> it was a great movie. I love hey, it. Carlo, you're number four. You should watch it. Oh, I believe Andrew said my number four one, one ago. It was Boyhood. Uh. Okay, which no, which I really enjoyed, and we've said all we need to say about it. Um, but I'm glad movies like this exist. And yes, link later, don't stop and continue. Uh, my number four is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is uh, <laughs> uh, a good movie. Uh, that's the next on my list too. Let's get into it. Was that on your list too? It is on my list as well. Well, remember, well, is, it, is it three to say this three? It's not three. Okay. Uh, I it thought might not even be on The earlier views coming out of it perplexed me, especially when they said it wasn't as filled with uh, emotion, which felt really odd to me because the last five, 15 minutes of the movie are just filled with all this regret and sadness. So many feels! Yeah, Wes Anderson's movies, I mean, I wouldn't note them for their kind of emotion. I. The emotional, you know, moments in them are kind of, they work, but they're kind of few and far between, which is why they kind of work. Uh, I disagree. I think they're very emotional. It's just that they aren't few and far between. I just say he's a step away a from the emotion. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just shut sure. up. You're wrong. <laughs> 
uh, you know, uh, Wes Anderson has been kind of cultivating his style um, over the years, and I think he found some uh, material that really fit with him. Uh, this kind of old world, uh, you know, European um, uh, world. It just kind of fits with his aesthetic. It has lots of really cool uh, sets and art design and. The aspect ratio change is really interesting to me. It really worked in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, most of the movie is in, you know, the classic Academy ratio. And that really, you know, for a, a guy who's very associated with this kind of scope aspect ratio, he used it very, very well. Oh, I agreed. And also, surprisingly, violence, which surprised <laughs> Yeah. Where Jeff Goldblum gets his finger chopped off in the most grotesque manner. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting to watch in theater. Not not the most grotesque manner. I've seen I've seen worse finger cuttings. Well, it's more of a I when eat, you're not expecting it. I eat Anderson true grit, but uh, we have no time for story. Did he just throw my cat out the window? <laughs> but uh, uh, a good movie. Yeah, uh, watch it. Yes, I recommend. Yes, uh, Andrew, you're number three. Yes, that was my number three. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Skipping to me. Carlo, you're number three. <laughs> My number three, a little movie that should be introduced with a drum solo. A whiplash. It's on my list as well. Jazz hands. Well done. Your list as well? It is. Uh, what do you like about whiplash? Uh, I, I just did. Same reason, same reason I just did the end. Same reason why I like Black Swan, because the search for perfection is always going to drive you insane. And so it's a movie about someone pursuing their art and trying to be the best at it. Well, I read this very interesting uh, analysis on it, hmm. where it basically says, these are two assholes and they finally found each other perfectly. <laughs> oh, absolutely agreed. It, it takes a while for you to realize, but the second you say... Uh, I'm dumping you because I need to drum more. You're, you're kind of an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. But th- if that's what it takes for you to be a good jazz drummer, I mean, more but power to you. That's, is, that's your life. But yeah. He had the choice to walk away. He could have said, oh, you know what? I'm done. He could have. But he goes back, and then he goes back and shows him up. Oh, yeah. And he mouths back. fuck you, which was quite yeah. pleasant. And that's when they really, you know, find each other. Yeah. And it really is just these two assholes who deserve each other yeah. at the end. Because the then that look in his eyes where he's like, you did a good job, and now now bring it home. Yeah. I was just, I was fucking air drumming it in the theater. Yeah, even if, You'll like, you know, the, the, the kind of pretense that for greatness you need extreme, um, you know, circumstances. Uh, in this case, I feel like since they're both so committed to the idea that it kind of works and they're able to get... A real kind of transcendent uh, yeah, they music both out of it. In the idea, which is very important to think yeah. about. If let's say one person didn't believe in it, would it have worked? Yeah. If a person didn't believe it, it's really yeah, because it could have just been a that. story about some some guy who is tortured by a teacher. But but since there's a lot of like give and give on both sides, that it really makes it intense. You're not just like fearing for this guy. You're just getting kind of uh, wound up by the circumstances and. Uh, Really intense movie. Yeah, this is the and most intense movie we've seen in a long time. <laughs> oh and god, you don't yes. expect this from jazz drumming. I have to say, yeah. no, you don't. But and this is the blood coming from his hands every time he's practicing. Ooh, baby, it is intense, but um, in the best way possible. I really loved it. I really loved it. Uh, we'll get more into it when we get to our number ones, obviously. Obviously, 
Well, your number three. Oh, my number three is Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Good pick, Will. Good pick. Asshole. <laughs> well, we, we can't. Spoiler. Andrew, what is your number two? My number two was Nightcrawler. If you want to win the lottery, you gotta got the money to buy the ticket. This is the most interesting character I've seen in a movie in years. Where he seems more like a force of... Uh, I want to say not sure, not sure. More like business, like the embodiment of the American dream. Yeah. No, not the embodiment. I wouldn't say American dream. I would say the embodiment of Cap- or, a corporation. Yeah, the capitalist sure? dream. Yeah. Because he'll he'll do what it takes to get yeah. there, and it that's the American almost, dream. It feels making more, it. That's what made uh, made me really love it. It feels more like the embodiment of a corporation as a person. That's what it felt like to me, where it's an actual corporation walking around mm-hmm. and, you know, just being a corporation. This horrible conglomerate where it doesn't care about people. Mm-hmm. It just cares about the bottom line and how I can get ahead. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing in this movie. So good. Where was his Oscar nomination? Because he absolutely yeah. deserved it. This is probably m- not my favorite character he's played, but my favorite role, like his, my favorite acting performance of his. This is my favorite acting performance in fucking years. This is just like... I think anybody can, who tries to blackmail Rene Russo with sex is totes in my book. And he's so fucking threatening where so he's giving her the bottom line, like, this is what you do or I fucking want. Yeah. Where he goes, when you're in bed, I expect you to do things I tell you to do. I'm like, oh my fucking God, what is going on? This guy, man. He's so much to imagination and you don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Super creepy. Oh, I loved it so much. I was debating where to put this on my list, and I really couldn't put it any lower than number two. I just was just taken in by it. Where Jake John Hall just, oh my god, plays a weirdo with just such intensity. Such intensity. Where there's a scene where he's watching TV, the news, and it comes to a commercial, and he just laughs, and he just looks off. It's the most unsettling thing I've seen in a long time. Once again, going back to unlikable protagonists, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought the ending was excellent, and I just I had an all-out good time. Uh, uh, Nightcrawler is not on my list. It is an honorable mention. Um, you fucking animal! I I really uh, dug uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance and the character. I think what dragged it down for me was uh, uh, some of the musical choices. I thought were perhaps a bit incongruous with what was going on, but I also thought that it feels like a parody almost of it. Yeah. It, it's like the the whole you know thing that system that he's moving through with this kind of uh, bloodthirsty kind of news cycle. Um, it seemed a little like tailor made for who he was and what he was trying to do, and not there was. It felt like they were trying to criticize uh, news, but it didn't really seem all that um, relevant. Well, that's what I think. What the movie is about it it makes it seem like it's an upfront criticism of the news. But what it really is is criticism of capitalism in general. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really good movie. Yes, okay. high recommend. High supreme. Carlo, what is your number two? My number two is a movie we've already mentioned, Birdman. Boyd Man. Boyd Man, which you can obviously tell by the placement on my list. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my number two is uh, the Lego Movie. is an extremely entertaining movie. <laughs> uh, as someone who was uh, very much into Legos uh, as a kid, uh, it, it 
pretty much hit me in all the right spots, and it was Nerd. incredibly funny. You fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Phil Lord and Chris Miller are really funny guys, and I love all their movies. Yes. Uh, yes. I would also like to throw in Lego Movies, also on our mention of Nine and 22 Jump Street. Very yeah. funny comedy. Yep. They're fucking killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Uh, I thought Lego Movie was better, though. It felt really personal in a way. I haven't seen an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Good to see that Everything is Awesome song nominated. I hope it wins. Well, I, I hope it fucking wins EGOT. something. Yeah. It's amazing. Lil' Nars going to get the EGOT, man. Oh, shit. They win. They got the Grammy already. They probably have the Emmy. <laughs> They're going to get the Oscar. All they need is Tony. Lonely Island, where's your Broadway show? Bring Tony, it up. Tony, Tony. Uh, and I think what really makes it something special is the man upstairs, mm-hmm. where it does turn into this father-son relationship and this connecting of you can build things with plans and you can build it without plans and they just merge everything together mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, it, it it's 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 weird how such a, a concept that's kind of almost hard to wrap your head around, but you, you kind of accept it for for something that is kind of is. especially if you need an entire Lego for someone like you get it like oh yeah I get yeah. this I get it. this is fucking right at me Lego movie you got it yeah great great movie uh, Andrew what is your number one are we on number one yeah we are number one uh, we talked about it before about Whiplash I just want to say this movie mesmerized me seeing in theaters I was not expecting it to I thought I was going to really like it or you know just like it. I was not expecting to be taken in with it as I was. Uh, I just really got captured by it, and I just loved it. Carlo? Awesome. My number one, well, you can uh, guess already kind of guess it from the absence from what I mentioned, but I just really, really liked the Grand Budapest Hotel. Great set design, art design, very good music. Love the aspect ratio, how it matches the times that it's representing. I think... Even the smallest of roles worked very well. Tom Wilkinson and Harvey Keitel. Just an overall good time. And that's just good. And it's a good movie. And it's a good segue from, as one uh, uh, critique put it, he sort of transitioned from the art house darling to the uh, Academy favorite now. So finally, you know, it's good to see this getting nine nominations and some recognition. Although we all know he's awesome. Now, the average Oscar voter, which is a 50-year-old white male, will know he's awesome. I think he's actually 62. What? 62 white male? <laughs> yeah, Fucking disgusting. Why don't they die already? Well, I'm Fuck glad that it's not so much that he has kind of met the Oscars. It's that the Oscars have kind of met him, you know? Yeah. Um... But fuck it, man. I love this movie. I feel like he's on an upswing now, too, because Minoran Kaysen, fantastic. Fantastic! Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic! Dude, he's on our roll. Let's shag ass. Uh, my number one is uh, a movie called Under the Skin, uh, starring. Oh, oh. Ooh, fucking curveball over here. <laughs> did you see Under the Skin, Carlo? I did. I quite enjoyed it. That score is terrifying. Yes, very. Please play it at my funeral so people will think I'll haunt them. Uh, this is a, a, ter- a terrifying movie. Um, it is very uh, entrancing. Um, it's very spare. There is really not much in the way of dialogue at all. But a lot of it, a lot of so much of the, just what it's about is just communicated purely visually. Um, but you don't need the dialogue. No, I, th- I thought it worked My beautifully on its own. Was near the beginning. It is the scene where she's on the beach, and then there's that person being carried out in the waves, and it's so fucking haunting. Yeah. and it really just shows how insignificant we are. 
because it's just like this tiny little figure trying to be saved as the other person and you can't it's just being carried out and they can't save the person it's just mm-hmm. like yeah so much of the the form of a movie just kind of uh shows you how kind of un- non-human this character is and it takes a long time to kind of discover that maybe there is something you know kind of feeling underneath the surface of this you know very uh single-minded you know alien creature or whatever it is um but good pick will uh, very good yeah. i i really like this movie when i saw it and the two things i took away from it something about nature and body image <laughs> Yeah, I didn't love it too much. Uh, but I, I really liked it, and I liked the way they filmed it, and fuck, what else? Jonathan Glazer, Sexy Beast was awesome, this was awesome. Give me more. I don't know what to take away from the second half. Well, I kind of got bored. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she's trying to kind of feel out what it's like to be human without you know being able to actually be yeah. human. And so it's interesting that she goes to the woods to somehow reconnect with nature. So there's she fails. She fails, but there's an inherent quality where like we're connected to nature, and that's where she goes to try to be more human. From the kind of you know concrete of society to yeah, and then she almost gets raped because of course, when starring in movies, she has to of course have a rape struggle. Everybody has a rape struggle. Every time, every fucking time in a movie, you have to have every beautiful thing is murdered. Obviously. I think we should end with that soundbite. Uh, well, no, we have. Well, I believe that's our top ones. Whiplash, Grand Budapest Hotel, and uh, Under, Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Is Under the Skin. Where I want to be. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, uh, are we uh, able to... Do we have enough time to put this game in here? Of course. What game? No, no, no game. I think. Yeah, it's time for games. I have to leave like right now. It's time for games. Can I concede the game and no, give Will can't. all the points I would have gotten? No, can I play this game over Will the phone? Will has the now? game. Damn, damn. Uh, well, can I? <laughs> no, you can't leave. I have to. No, come on. I apologize. I have games, to. Games, time. Games. This this game is called Space Chimps. Uh, I will read to you initials for movie titles, and you will try to figure out the titles of the movies. All right, blow fast, uh, man. Number one, J R S R. These are all movies released in the uh, year twenty fourteen. 2014. JRSR. JRSR. And none of them, to my knowledge, are good movies. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck you. Is there any colons in it? Yes. Uh, where's the colon? Uh, it is JR colon SR. Jack Reacher Shadow Recruit. <laughs> so close. <laughs> It is uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Oh, no! Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Pun for Carlo. Uh, (laughs) Next. Uh, Number two. I-O. I-O. I-Origins. I-Origins. Yes! Number three. Next. T-M-M. Teenage Mutant. (laughs) T-M-M. Myrtles. (laughs) Teenage Mutant Myrtles. (laughs) T M M the Monuments Men. Monuments Men. Jesus, motherfucker. H I F R. What? H I F R. His inflatable fat <laughs> teenagers. H I F R. H I F R. H I F R. H H I H I H I H H I H H I. 
These are not good movies. H I H H I H. Actually, I Origins was a good movie. Shut your mouth. Actually, no, it wasn't. I changed my mind. <laughs> I, I heard it's very, very strange. Uh, it's okay, but the preview is basically the two minute abridged version of the movie. So watch the preview. You've seen the movie. H I F R. Can you use it? Uh, it refers to a, a celestial location or a, a spiritual location. H I. Do we have a forfeit? Does a forfeit count as a negative point? A uh, forfeit no. counts for no points for anyone. I forfeit. You forfeit. What is it? Uh, heaven is for real. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. Next up, M D A. M D A. Murder, death, ass. M D A. M D A. Uh, this film concerns sports. Of course. <laughs> that's like a big negative hint for me. Specifically MDA. the sport of baseball. M- oh, million dollar arm. Million dollar arm. <laughs> this one is kind of a gimme. A-M-W-T-D-I-T-W. Wait, what? A-M-W-T-D-I-T-W. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? A M I can't even keep count. A M W T D I T W. A M W T D I T W. All. Uh, Is there any colons? Nope. <laughs> Give us a hint, please. Um. Uh. This is a uh, a comedy. <laughs> No. With air quotes. <laughs> I, I forfeit. You forfeit? I forfeit. Forfeit. Enter is a million ways to die in the West. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, comedy. Got it. Yeah. Next. Uh, T-L-A-M-T. What? T-L-A-M-T. You guys might not get this. How dare you? T-L. Oh, wait. What's it called again? Say T-L? T-L-A-M-T. T-L-A-M-T. What was that movie with... Uh, the League of Americans. No, Judy Dench called? Uh, it's not that. <laughs> the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel 2? Oh, no. The 100-Foot uh, Journey? Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. The 100-Foot Journey? Uh, That's not what this it. is. Okay, fuck it. Forfeit. Forfeit? Forfeit. Forfeit. Think like a man to... Shit. <laughs> this one, neither of you will get. M-B-B-D. What? M-B-B-D. M D B D or M B B D M B B K B B M B B D. I just wrote this down because it, it's called Mrs. Brown's Boys the Movie. <laughs> it is the apostrophe movie. <laughs> Two more to go. P F P F and R. P-F-N-R? And R. P-F-R, basically. P-F and R. Ampersand. Ampersand. P-F and R. And they're not good movies. Fuck. Hint, hint. Fuck you. I gotta leave in two minutes. Hint, hint. Um, Hint, hint. uh, The the vehicles. um, Flying. Oh, uh, uh, what's the name? (laughs) Douchebag comic that nobody likes. What? Uh, R.I.P.D. This is an animated no. film. 
This is a cash-in film. Oh, this doesn't help at all. <laughs> Forfeit? No, hang on. Wait, what is that again? This is a, a film uh, made entirely at a cash-in on an animated film. And a built-in fan base. You're bad at this game. I was good at first. Now I'm I'm flailing. Next, <laughs> forfeit. forfeit. Planes, fire, and rescue. Fuck! Can you say there's a colon in the movie? It would help. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Next. Last question. T i w i l y. T i w i l. T i w i l y. T i. The way I wave you. T I W Y. No, T I W I L Y. Look at Can you see the attitude he's getting? He's Andrew's so back close. Close. Hint, hint. I'm leaving in a minute. Um, what is it? I, I, no, I, this yet. had Jason Bateman in it, I think. Uh, oh, this is where I'm That's it. All right. Uh, Carlo is the winner with three points to Andrew's two. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're the king of the movies. movies. Yay! Oh my god, thank you. That's the title I've been reading my whole life. His crown is beautiful. <laughs> World's Sparkle biggest the nerd. Is. <laughs> Fuck you, you animal. Well, you filthy surprisingly, animal. Surprisingly, we got through all the movies. How did we do that? I well, don't know. Thank you, Will, for uh, your game. Uh, you were very yes, welcome. thank you, Will. It was a very good this game. Is a Take us out. Game that please. Andrew came up with. Good game. Take us out really quickly. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is finally the end of all of our year in retrospectives, unless we were doing a episode about bad movies, but I'm not sure. No, about that. I, I don't think I am anymore. We will get back to regular episodes after this. If you would like to reach us at On Your Work Gets a Review, On Your Work Gets a Review at WordPress.com, uh, Thin White Dudes at gmail.com, Facebook, iTunes, all those things. At gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Enjoy your week. <laughs> That's yeah, not a thing we say. <laughs> <laughs> King of the movies!